Welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is John. My name's Taylor. Captain Steve isn't here today. I forgot to text him. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, do you guys not like me anymore? <laughs> we, we like you, Stevie. Um, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in today. Check us out. Facebook, Instagram, you know, all the social media stuff. Like us, share us, subscribe. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts wherever else Spotify I don't know Um, thanks for hanging out Uh, last week um, as some of you may know uh, I did get married yeah so we had to take a couple days off so we could deal with that but deal uh, with that no well dude like with COVID and everything and there were so many changes and people dropping out last minute just because like they got scared like oh my god like everything was fine but now because it's the day before your wedding I'm I'm really scared right so it, it's just a lot of nonsense, but uh, wedding was very nice, John, and I'm very happy for you and your wonderful wife. Thank you, yes. thank you. You were there? Yes. I oh, was. I forgot. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> I actually was standing right next to you. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into it. Uh, Taylor, right. we're talking about uh, what are we talking about today? What do, what do you have? Oh well, this is a long overdue episode, and I can't believe we didn't do this one earlier. But mm. um, we're going to be talking about the AR-15. The AR-15. The AR-15. The Assault Rifle 15, as some people like to call it, <laughs> on the left. Uh, the I media. Hate, dude, I hate people. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's a long overdue episode, yeah. and it was one that I was kind of wrestling with for a while just because of the sheer... It's not like there's just one AR-15, and that's yeah. the style. There's sure. so many and mm-hmm. so many differences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, even just the development of it and all the changes that took place in order to get it to where it is today mm. um it really is the most popular rifle in america it's the most ubiquitous i mean people call it america's rifle just yeah. for that one reason um but i'm not going to go too deep into the history because i feel like sometimes when i go too deep into the history it kind of takes away from what we really want to talk about and some people are like all right enough like we can look the shit up on wikipedia but um you know the gun was developed in the 50s like Originally in 308, the AR-10, and then scaled down to the AR-15. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you build this gun yourself? I did. I did. This is a ghost gun. <laughs> no. No, it's not a ghost gun. No. This is a ghost no, gun. No, it's not. It's not. The it's... 30 caliber oh, clip. Oh, no. No, it doesn't have that. No. No, it doesn't. Uh, oh, yeah. We have some sound clips now that yeah. we're going to be interjecting. Under the uh, <laughs> under the, the, the potential bill, though, in, uh, that we talked about a few episodes ago, that would be this would actually be considered a ghost gun. Even though it's a serialized lower and I did yep. transfer it mm-hmm. at an FFL. Mm-hmm. This is this would be a home built firearm in the eyes of the state. Absolutely, but um, you know, just uh, one thing I wanted to mention was yeah. um, going back to the history a little bit. Basically, um, not to get too deep into it, like I said, but when they were testing the AR-15 for possible adoption, it was made by a company called Armalite, which was actually a division of Fairchild Aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just an aerospace company, but. Um, they submitted these AR-15s for testing in 1958, and it said the test found that five to seven man team armed with AR-15s had the same firepower as an 11 man team armed with M14s, and the soldiers armed with AR-15s could also carry three times more ammunition than those armed with the M14s, because it's a smaller, lighter round as right. opposed to a heavier, bigger round than 308. Makes sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, you guys can look up the AR-15 history. I'm hmm. sure you know it's it's out there. There's so much yeah. to cover. Um, tons of cool variations. Uh, the Vickers Guide books on the AR-15s are really good. Uh, kind of like coffee table pseudo reference guides for some really cool and interesting history mm. facts and variations. Uh, but the AR-15 in New York is really what I wanted to talk about. Um, as you well know, the AR-15 is made of components. The lower receiver being the serialized actual quote firearm portion. The rest of it are just parts. Now, you could go out and buy a whole complete one that's already made. You know, Smith & Wesson makes some. Um, the M&P is a popular one that's that's out there. Um, Ruger makes some. You know, Colt makes every, Everyone makes an AR-15, yeah. basically. But um, a lot of people, what they choose to do, especially in New York, is build them from scratch, from parts. Right. You know, you get an upper, you slap it on a lower, make it compliant, and then it's good. Or you make it compliant before you attach it to. But, yeah. um so this lower, I've actually, this gun, I've had for many years. John was, we were talking about it a little bit before we started recording. I've had this since like 2012, 2011, mm-hmm. some, uh, to, to, like sometime around that, 2010, 2011, because mm-hmm. uh, when I turned 21, I bought the lower. Um, this is actually LRB Arms. They're actually on Long Island over in Nassau County. 
over, in, I think, in New Hyde Park. So this is an LRB Arms lower that I actually went and got from them. So a little bit of Long Island represent New nice. York. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are some, there's some local shops here that just build ARs. Yeah. You know? Well, this one, so I got the lower. Right. And then I really wanted, this, this gun actually went through a couple of different changes. But when I built the gun, I kind of wanted it to be more of a target rifle. Um, the AR-15 is very accurate intrinsically. But when you're building an AR-15, you really have to have a goal in mind. You really have to have a purpose. What do you want that gun to do? Because you can, an AR-15 is accurate, but there's, if you want it to be a target gun or a DMR or, you know, a short-barreled, you know, kind of entry gun, that kind of thing, home defense gun, you got to really select your components carefully in order to build it up. So with this gun, what I really wanted to do was put a really good barrel in it, put a really good trigger in it, and those are the things that really add to the gun's accuracy. Um, so going from the front to the back of this gun, this barrel right here is actually a Fulton Armory magnetic particle inspected 5.56 chambered match grade barrel with a 1 in 8 twist um, 1 in 8 twist twist rate represents how quick the rifling turns in the barrel so generally AR-15s nowadays are like 1 in 7 to 1 in 9 old school ARs are like 1 in 12 to 1 in 14 because they shot um, 55 grain ammo and the slower twist rate was fine with that um at the end, I have a uh, permanently attached thread protector. So it's now, it's, it's, a, it's a featureless gun. Um, the barrel at the time when I bought it was like the most expensive thing, man. It was like 250 bucks back then in 2011-ish. And nowadays, like, you know, you could get like a whole upper sometimes for 250 bucks. So I really wanted to put my money in a good barrel because that would really help accuracy. Um, I have a bipod, which I want to replace it's not it's a utg bipod it's nothing special but you know nowadays they make so much better bipods back in the day it was either a harris bipod or really nothing the harris was really heavy i i didn't like how clunky it was and at the time nothing fancy did a really good review on this utg bipod so i'm like you know let me try it and it just kind of stuck uh the handrail is a midwest midwest industries free float handrail and when I built this gun, um, I wanted a free float handrail. And at the time, handrails were a lot different than they are today. At the time, it was all quad rails, these big, you know, clunky quad rails. This one is a little bit bigger. It's a little beefy. It's got like like vent holes in it. Just a single um, Picatinny rail on the top, but then you could attach sections of Picatinny rail in the holes. It's not an M-lock. This was before M-lock. Um, so, like I said, it's a little old school by today's standards, but it works. Uh, the upper receiver is just a normal, just mil-spec upper. Lower is mil-spec lower. A2 stock, spur grip, uh, single stage, 3.5-pound drop and trigger, and a Nikon P223 scope. So uh, kind of lower mid-price scope, 4 to 12 power, does the job. But really, what I, if I were to upgrade this gun, I'd definitely get a different handrail, probably a better scope, and a better bipod. Um, but now getting into the AR-15 itself, why is it so popular? Because you can build it any way you want. It's like Legos. It really is. So I could take this upper off this gun and slap it on another AR, yeah. or I could take this lower and put it on another one. So, um, you know, and I have other ARs too, but this one kind of represented, because I've actually built this one myself. The barrel, you know, I, I put the barrel in the upper receiver, fitted the gas block on. You know, I did, I did all that myself in a garage. So um, you could do it too. You just need some tools, a vice. Right, right. Um, but the AR-15 in New York is kind of a point of contention because there's really, um, it's been kind of demonized in New York, you know, laws and, and the way they write laws, it's meant to try and ban these. Mm -hmm. But realistically, you know, a couple of parts you change out and it's suddenly safe. Yeah, I mean, it, if you want to get real technical, it's pretty much no different than a Mini 14. <laughs> it really isn't. You know? Well, in, yeah, in operation. And when right. we spoke about the Mini 14, um, I spoke about why some people would like a Mini 14 in New York as opposed to an AR-15. Mm -hmm. Now, some people, what they do with the ARs in New York is they fix the mags. They fix the mags so you can have things like a pistol grip or a muzzle device yeah. or a forward grip. Yeah. We know a couple people. Yeah. We, we were just talking to uh, now a mutual buddy of ours uh -huh. who, uh, who has... He and a buddy of his uh, happen to both have uh, ARs. They're both fixed mag compliant, right. all that, all that stuff. Well, this and one is also compliant. So. No, no, I mean it just makes oh fixed, fixed mag to make it compliant. Right. Yeah. Now I didn't want to do a fix. I I don't personally like fixed mag AR-15s. I'm I not think, a fan of it. I think that they're more so not a range toy, but they're not. I think it's dangerous. 
I you know for, I do too. for the shooter. I've dangerous. had some serious jams sometimes, man. And uh, one time I bought a bolt carrier. Actually, it was in this gun. And it was in the 2012 pandemic, uh, not pandemic, but panic buying, you know, after mm, Sandy Hook and right. Obama and all that. Um, Thanks, I bought, Obama. I bought a bolt carrier and it actually was defective. Um, the staking wasn't proper on the gas key and it wouldn't hmm. cycle right. It would double feed constantly. And I was still trying to figure out, all right, like, because it was in this gun. I'm like, did I not? put the gas block on right like I was trying to troubleshoot it and right. it turned out to be the bolt carrier and, and the gas key wasn't staked properly so how'd you figure that out um, honestly I just at that point I just okay I started just changing parts I changed the gas block okay that right. that makes sense yeah. yeah so then I got to the bolt and I was looking and I bought a new bolt and I right. compared it I'm like yeah the staking on this isn't right at all when I say staking there's a, on the bolt carrier there's a, t- a part on top it's called the gas key and the gas comes in from the gas tube, hits that, and that's what brings the gas into the bolt carrier to turn the bolt that's inside the carrier. If it's not staked properly, if it's not held in place, place properly, gas can leak out of that, and it could cause cycling issues. So I put a new bolt carrier group in because at, at the time, it, they were kind of more affordable, and it, it ran fine from then on. So I'm like, all right, this bolt carrier is just kind of for shit. But I got it at the height of the panic buying in 2012, and probably it was just one of those things somebody bought like, or tried to assemble them even and just, you know, was just selling them. Um, so that is something that, you know, you have to troubleshoot when you build a gun yourself. You can't just take it back to a, a company or a store and say, hey, this gun isn't working. Um, but what was it? I forget what I was talking about before I went on that little spiel. Oh, I don't know. Oh, the fix mag, right. So I've, I've in dealing with that crappy bolt carrier group, I've had some really wicked double feeds, some jam ups that the first thing you do is you have to drop the mag. You can't, you know, you could try pulling the bolt back, but sometimes it might get jammed up. So the first thing you do is drop the mag. Well, on a fixed mag gun, you can't do that. So to me, a gun that's so sealed up like an AR-15, it has the dust cover that can close and open. There's only an ejection port to really get into in order to clear a malfunction. Right. I I personally wouldn't want a fixed mag AR. Yeah. Um, you know, the first thing, drop the mag, rack the bolt back, and see what's going on. Yep. And if you, for example, if your bolt, oops, sorry, I just have the gun in my hands. If the bolt carrier, actually, you know what I'm going to do, John? I'm going to put this on the table with the bipod, so that way we can both look at what I'm talking about here. So, let's just put this here. It's kind of a long gun. It's got a, oh, it's got a 20-inch barrel. I forgot to mention that earlier. 20-inch uh, barrel. Okay, there we go. Now we can both see what I'm talking about. So, if the bolt carrier comes back halfway, it goes into the stock. And if it's jammed up enough, you can't break the gun open to, to to clear a malfunction. You know what I mean? So the only way you could do it is to go through the mag well. Well, if the mag is fixed, the only way to go through it is through the ejection port. Okay. Right. <laughs> Sometimes it's... I saw a picture of one jam... Oops, sorry. Oh shit. I, I know. I'm all over the place today. I saw a picture of one jam where the bullet went up over the gas tube mm. and the inside of the upper receiver. How are you going to get to that if you can't access it from the the magwell, right. or if you can't get if you can't break the gun open to remove the bolt carrier? So to me, having a fixed mag gun, it, it's not serious to me. It's just like it's a workaround to the state laws, yeah, but it's not serious. You know, the biggest thing about having a semi-automatic is the ability to accept detachable magazines, which is the one thing they were trying to ban in New York. So <laughs> to me, having a detachable mag is the greatest thing. And if you ever take this gun out of state, you could put a high cap mag in it. Right. So, you know, why why would you only want to limit yourself to 10 rounds if you kind of don't have to in, in some circumstances? Yeah. That's my opinion. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous. I think it is too. Um, this one has a spur grip on it as well, which I'm not a huge fan of. They're fucking... Oh, God. It's I, ugly. So. But you know what? It's ugly, but this gun, I, I mostly... It's got a bipod on it. You kind of been shoot it or you're prone so it's not like it's not like a run and gun type gun sure i mean it can be if you really want it to be i mean any gun can be but this one it the the purpose of which i set it up for is you're you're shooting it from a fixed position from a bench from you're on the prone you're on the ground um you're resting the gun on something so the, the the grip isn't the the most important thing on other guns that i have i have a spur grip on it but you know, that gun is a shorter AR-15. It's got a 16-inch barrel on it. Yeah. And that one, you know, it's a little uncomfortable, but you can manage. You just have to use your, your left hand to really manipulate the gun from the handguard. Um, talking about optics, a lot of times people... Well, nowadays, 
red dots are like the most popular thing. I mean, they're great. They're, they're really functional for short to even medium range, 100 yards, 150 yard engagements. Um, if you want to get a scope for your AR, um, really any scope will do. But honestly, some of them, this one here, this Nikon P223, it's a BDC reticle. So basically, it stands for bullet drop compensator. So on the vertical uh, crosshair, you zero your gun. I zeroed it at 100 yards. But then it has uh, set the on the crosshairs, it has set like hash marks for different ranges. So if it's zeroed at 100, the next one down is 200, then 300, 400. So what we have to do is just hold over onto that mm. specific hash mark to get your range, which I really like. I find that nowadays companies are making scopes and red dots specifically designed for AR platform guns, which kind of takes the guesswork out of a lot of this shit. And it really just gets you out shooting instead of fucking with calculating windage and calculating holdovers, which to be honest, I'm not really that kind of person. You know, I'm not the marksman. I'm not the, you know, the, the sniper. So what do you do? You kind of just guesstimate the distance and then line up the uh, the hash that that works for that. Well, yeah, you could do range. that. Um, or like I said, if you're at a known range, so or like, if you know, I mean, yeah, if you know, that's different. Right. But I'm talking about like let's say, like let's say you you decided Taylor to take this hunting. Right. You know, you right. don't know the distance, right. but you would guesstimate. Right. I would okay. guesstimate, and if I know the gun is zeroed at 100 yards, right. You could even look through the reticle if you want, John. I have these scope covers on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look through the reticle, and you'll see that they're. They're kind of staggered on the vertical. I've shot this gun before. I yeah, mean, you have. So I, I remember. So yeah, yeah, you could kind of estimate the range. Some, right. Some people carry like a laser range finder on them. Okay. And then you could go there. Also, you right. could adjust what that zero is. So if I have it zeroed for 100 yards, depending on the type of ammunition, then I could adjust this top knob up here to where that center crosshair is now 200 yards. And then each one under is three, four, five. So it's oh. actually a pretty cool system. Um, yeah. This scope had a really, had a lot of features. It's an older scope. But it had a lot of features at the time, and it's a four to twelve, so it's not a super high power scope. It's but bi- it's big. Well, it's big. Yeah, it's long, bro. It's long, but as I said, it, now the scopes are a little bit better than they it's were. It's like probably a third of the length of the gun. <laughs> well, yeah, and some people put a sunshade on them, and then that there's nothing it, wrong with it. But it's just, no. it, I mean, it looked the gun looks cool as hell, right? Minus minus the spur grip. Well, yeah, I mean the spur <laughs> grip, and then I have an A two stock on it, right? So that's this gun in particular, and people could talk all day about what they put in their ARs. I think, though, the AR is a great, great gun for New York gun owners. I mean, it's the platform for the others. You know what I mean? The the way, the, the most prevalent platform for the other type rifles. Um, you know, the non-NFA, still kind of gray area firearms. Some people say it's legal 100%. Some people will say it's gray area. Uh, we did an episode on them. Go check it out. But I think in New York, it's a great, great gun because it's modular. If you ever needed to, you just take the upper off the lower, and at that point, it's not a gun. It's a firearm. It's 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 nothing. It's not semi-automatic. It's not bolt action. It's just a firearm. So if yeah, you ever, I wonder if they could like, if you had both parts, they could. I mean, they could they, always say they could say there's intent constructive to do it. possession or whatever. Yeah. But if you're at that point already, you know, you're if you've committed a crime or whatever. But honestly, like I said, you could have this one lower, and you could have four different uppers, and they could all serve a different purpose. Right. So that's a cool thing also. Um, and the way AR parts are nowadays, as opposed to when I built this gun in like 2011, 2012, um, they're so much more prevalent and they're so much more affordable, man. I remember back in the day, like you, they weren't as affordable as they are now. Like ARs were still, like I said, the big quad rails, Tactical, um, you know, DPMS was like a popular brand. Rock, uh, Rock River Arms was another popular brand. Um, I actually built one of my ARs from a Model One sales parts kit, which I don't even know if they're still in business. <laughs> but this was this was before like PSA came into the picture, Palmetto State Armory. Um, really before like all these manufacturers really started kind of mass produced. I mean, they were mass produced, but nowadays they're a lot more affordable and more prevalent. Back then, it was like you didn't have that many choices, and you know you kind of had to build up from existing guns a lot of the time. So that's why when I wanted to build this gun, I couldn't really find anything that I liked and that was also compliant at the time. And at the time in, in New York, you could have a pistol grip. So, you know, when I made this gun compliant post-safe act, I just swapped it out for this grip and it was fine. Yeah. So You know what's crazy? If they do pass that new bill, whatever, whatever it is, 111112, whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not even going to be able to... Like, let's say you did have a pistol grip on your gun. You can't even convert it without you suddenly becoming a, a gunsmith uh, right yeah 
That's well, crazy, man. And that's another thing too. They <laughs> so, they so design silly. these laws. If they can't ban the gun, mm. they'll design laws to where they'll ban you from making the gun or acquiring the gun in parts. So that was really the intent of that law is to stop people because they they say, all right, we don't want semi-automatic rifles that could accept a detachable magazine and have these features in New York. Okay, well, this here is a semi-automatic gun that doesn't that takes a detachable magazine that doesn't have any of those features. So what now? Right. Oh, well, if you built it yourself, then you can't build it. Otherwise, you're a gunsmith. And if you're not a licensed gunsmith, it's illegal. Yep. Well, what's the difference between me buying one like this and building one like this? If the, ser- if the lower is serialized and I did the background check, then what's the issue? Mm-hmm. And that's what they tr- are trying to stop in New York. Well, they want it registered, too. That's a workaround because the ghost gun... This is a ghost gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they want if you're gonna if you're gonna have it, they want it registered. They right. want they want it to be registered, and that's that's kind of part of part of that whole one 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 whatever two yeah. bill is that it's gonna get built by a gunsmith needs to be registered by a gunsmith. So is all the gunsmith gonna do just like literally attach the upper and the lower and then say it's built? Because if I already have a completed, no, upper, you can't. You can't do the way not to get into that bill, but it was like assembling any parts. Yeah. Oh, is if it? you it said like if you if if assembling the components. So like if you put any anything on any any part of well, it. Let me ask you a question. Is it for example, if I take this upper off the lower, technically the upper isn't a firearm. Although some people do argue there was actually a court case in California that argued that the lower receiver, the AR, isn't the actual firearm. Mm. It should be the upper receiver because mm-hmm. that's where the barrel mates to. That's where the bolt carrier right. is. But. You know, that's that's a whole different bag yeah. of worms. You could look up that court case. Um, you know, so if I were to build the upper, mm-hmm. technically the upper isn't the firearm. So if I build the component parts of a firearm, but that isn't on that, a firearm. Well, that is the component I parts. Know, I mean, it's the component parts of a whole piece. Yeah. And then going further with like what you were saying having like separate uppers and like yeah. one lower you won't be able to do that because you right. can't can you can't disconnect and then reconnect the different different parts right and so then you, does that mean that that lower theory, will have to have like five different serial numbers on it to correspond to the five different uppers you know maybe maybe the uppers will have to be you know serialized and but it, it's it's just crazy like you couldn't even you couldn't even switch out the scope yeah, with, without well, without bringing a scope it, isn't a component part. It's of a, a comp- firearm. It's, is it on your gun? It is. It's a component part. I don't it know. It doesn't define it. It's broad as hell. Oh, I also have Magpul and Bus backup sights on this. I forgot to mention that. That's a little old school too. But they have much better flip up sights. These are like the first gen Bus sights. They're um, uh, they're cartoonish looking. Yeah, well, that's what things were back in yeah. in eight years ago they're for u- AR. They're ugly. They were. They're ugly. Yeah, I mean things Those were are the the rest of the gun looks cool. Yeah. So I mean, you <laughs> know, does, things it, were it, very it, big it, and bulky little, back then. A little ugly. Yeah, yeah, things were very big and bulky eight years ago. Now ARs have streamlined, they've slimmed down. People have gotten a lot more commonsensical about it, but I'm not about to tear this gun apart and replace parts if I really don't need to. Right. Because it works. It is a heavy gun, but the barrel is beefy. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy barrel, it's a heavy profile barrel. Chrome line. Um, I don't believe this one's chrome lined. Um, I don't believe it is. It's a match grade barrel. Generally, match grade mm. barrels aren't chrome lined, and that's another thing too. If you're, like I said earlier, the most to me the most important part of the AR-15 is the barrel. Mm. I could give a crap about a trigger because a lot of guns have crappy triggers. Yeah, the bolt carrier is second important. The gas system is third because the gas system obviously you could use a mil spec gas system and it'll work just as fine as a I wouldn't even say high-end gas system because really the only thing that's different is the gas block. Low profile versus standard. You could have a bomb-proof installation one where they where you put um, like screws that go into the barrel a little bit to hold it. Like to, to me, the most important part of the AR at the heart of it is the barrel. You have a good barrel, you have a good gun. You have a good bolt that mates into that barrel, you have a good, good system because that's right. basically what a gun is, yeah. building around a bolt and a barrel. Um, now, in terms of what you design a gun for, the barrel could either be made of stainless steel, which is really good for target shooting. Uh, that's what a lot of higher-end barrels are made of. Um, it could be 4150, 4140 chrome molly, chrome lined. That's generally like what your mil-spec barrels is, is a 4150 chrome lined. That's what like M4s, M16s are made of. That's the heavy-duty stuff. That's going to give you the longest barrel life. But some people say that chrome lining isn't the most accurate process because you it's an additive into the barrel 
you have to add chrome lining to the inside of an already machined or, or cold hammer forged barrel. Um, again, it's a trade-off. How accurate do you want to be? Are you the guy that wants to be within, you know, a quarter inch or shooting dimes, you know, or whatever? Or are you looking to say, okay, within, you know, one MOA, two MOA is okay for me. You know, minute of angle at 100 yards. So yeah. one inch group at 100 yards, right. two inch group at 200 yards, et cetera. Et well, cetera. I guess it, it, what, what are you using it for? Hunting? Right. You, you don't have to, you know, an animal's, a, you know, you could right. be a little off. But if you're going to go into, you know, professional, you know, sporting and right. you know, things like that, then you... And that's yeah, where your money is going right. to be put into. And that, and then again, if you're going to be in that role, then an optic, a really good optic, right. a clear optic with a good objective lens, with good eye relief, with good magnification is going to run you some money. So it's all a trade-off. So for me, the most important part was the barrel. The most, the second most important part was... Actually, this has just a regular um, AIM surplus nitride bolt carrier in it. So... It's not even anything that special. Um, it's just nitrided. Um, so for this gun, it was the barrel, the optic, and the trigger. Those were the three things that I wanted. The handrail, it was a, it's a free-float handrail. They're like a dime a dozen. Um, but, you know, on other guns, I have a chrome-lined 16-inch barrel because that's more of the handy, shorter carbine that if I want to put a lot of rounds through, that chrome lining is really going to help. It's a cold hammer forged chrome line barrel. Um and to me, that's the most important thing. If you're looking to get like an M4 style gun, nitrided and melanided barrels are cool. They're cheap. Um, but look at what the barrel is made out of. The best is like 4150, 4140 chrome, uh, chrome molly steel. Those are like what FN calls their machine gun steel. A lot of guns made from made for PSA, the premium uppers, the cold hammer forged barrels are made by FN. So that's those are good barrels. Um Again, it just, like I said, depends on what you want to do. This gun, I don't believe, it's not chrome-lined. It's a match-grade barrel. Um, but that was, I'm not shooting thousands and thousands and thousands of rounds through this. I'm not dumping hundreds and hundreds of rounds through this at a time. I'm not heating up the barrel so much to where it's going to get red hot, you know? And that's that's one thing to consider, too. But that's just for this gun. <laughs> So it's a nice gun. It, I listen. This is one of my favorite ARs. Yeah. The trigger is great. I forget who makes this trigger. Um, it's a single stage. Uh, it's a single stage drop in unit. Uh, three and a half pound trigger. I find though that I do like a double stage trigger better. So when I say single stage versus double stage, so here if I rack this again, if I go to press the trigger, it's just it breaks. There's not like some creep and then a wall. I have a Glock. I know what it is. Well, no, no, no. Okay. Well, I'm just saying in, in rifles. So like, okay, yeah. so single stage is just pull, <laughs> click. Yeah. A double stage, there's some take up. There's take up. Right. And then you there's a wall. wall and right. then, okay, that's when I know it's going to break. Because right. with this one, it's like when I go to pull the trigger, okay, that's when I'm going to shoot. But sometimes it's like you want to know. Some people say, let the gun surprise you. I don't really think you want to know when the gun's going to shoot. That's just, Depends. that's, that's how I just view it. Um, because if you let the gun surprise you, then well, it definitely depends on how. That's 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 advice for like new shooters. Yeah, you know, or people who don't shoot all the but time. But I don't I don't think that's a good piece of sound advice because I want to know when that gun's going to go off. I don't want it to be a surprise. I think it's I think it's good advice for somebody who's trying to learn and they are trying to understand compensation for recoil things like that. Right. That you get rid of the. You obviously, if you're not expecting well, yeah, it to go off, don't anticipate it. So don't right. anticipate the recoil, but right. you should know when that recoil is coming. Don't sure. Let it as, as a as somebody who shoots as often as you, yes. But I'm saying like a, a new person, that's not that's good right. advice. Like, I th I think it's good advice. Right. So now, John, if you were to want to build an AR, because you don't have an AR-15, mm, yeah. So if you were to build an AR-15, what would be your your type of gun that you would want to build? I would definitely have a pistol grip on it. Well, you can because you're law enforcement. <laughs> I know. All right. I would definitely have it take detachable magazines because okay. I can. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would just no, tell I know, you to but, get but, one that takes detachable mags. Anyway. I know, I know, I know. I'm just fucking around. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. I would like. I would probably. I don't know, man, because I go back and forth between like a short, a shorter barrel, mm -hmm. you know, light type yeah, of yeah. right versus something like this. I would love just to put rounds down range. And right. Be super accurate. Right. I also have been wanting to get into hunting. Yeah. You know, so 
this might be, you know, a good a good thing. Yeah. I don't know, have you, are you like, have you ever wanted to go hunting? I have, and I actually have to talk to you off mic about that because I next year I might be doing that. Oh yeah. So I want to talk to you about that. I would love to go. Yeah. So if that's your, if that's you, well, I'll talk to you about it. I'll swoop, talk to you about it. And then smiling like a weirdo. next next year we might have some cool things going on. Which I'm gonna have now. I'm gonna have to build an AR. Well, the whole thing is now with <laughs> ARs. There's cal- a lot of places yeah. where you hunt. There's caliber restrictions. You can't yeah. hunt with anything less than a 30 caliber or something mm. like that. Which a 223 is not a 30 caliber. Right. So you can hunt with an AR-10. Yeah. And some places actually have hunting restrictions with semi-automatics. Mm-hmm. They either have to be bolt action right. or lever action or some yeah. sort of manual. So the AR in some circles is um, is not allowed for hunting. Right. The AR platform, a semi-automatic mm-hmm. of any smaller caliber. I've seen people. Uh, these are like professional, yeah. not not hunters, but people who like, like, I guess they're more, it's probably like more so like on the pest control side. Like you ever see the videos of the guys in the airplanes, like flying by shooting up oh, wild yeah. hogs, just oh, yeah, like the helicopters, dude, it's yeah. fucking like, they like got some shit like this. And boop, 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 boop. I know like, it's like, it's the coolest shit. It looks like it would be just the coolest job of all time. I know <laughs> like you that... swooping by on a fucking helicopter, oh, just man. <laughs> like, laying down fucking hellfire. Oh, I know. <laughs> You know, you need like a uh, Creative Clearwater Revival yeah. playing in the background. It's just like, it's cool as hell. It just looks awesome. Yeah. So um, some places, like I said, have caliber restrictions and they, they restrict the type yeah. of firearm you can hunt with. So if you're in an area where you can hunt with an AR-15, right. it's, a, it's a good choice for mm-hmm. most game. Yeah. Uh, calib- uh, load, you know, what type of ammunition you use. You want to use a heavier bullet. Right. Um, you know, you want to make sure you're ethical about it. Sure. Shot placement is key. Of course. And, you know. That's that's all things to consider. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, depending on the game, two two three is fine. Um, if you, yeah. I wouldn't hunt an elk with two two three, but pigs well, are should be fine. You oh, know, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> definitely pigs. Yeah, like wild hogs and shit um, would definitely be fine. You know, people take deer with two two three all the time. It's a yeah. good, it's a good round, yeah. and it lends itself to be to being very accurate for that. Yeah, I think that. If I was like, my, if I was gonna build one like right now with with the lower I have <laughs> that I've had oh, for yeah, years, oh you do have a lower, yeah, I forgot you got that years ago, Jesus. years ago, dude. oh my god, yeah, I forgot about that. I know I got it so long ago, it's in the safe. Yeah, um, it would probably be something like this, like yeah. a longer barrel for long range use. I don't really have anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. A friend of ours, I I kind of advised him because he wanted to build an AR. Now he finally did during this time but yeah what kind of um, what kind did he build because i haven't he, seen it or he wanted to build like a target rifle kind of yeah. like this okay. one and i told him that you know he kind of wanted to be like a dmr um mm-hmm. which is a designated marksman's rifle yeah. so it's kind of a cross between like an infantry style rifle and a quote sniper rifle i use that term very loosely but yeah. i say sniper rifle because people know what i'm talking about right, when i say sniper right, rifle right. they're like oh okay um <laughs> so he actually right. got one of those um he got an 18 inch Barreled upper from PSA with a free float M lock handrail. Okay, uh, it's got it's the premium upper, so it's got the forty one fifty cold hammer forge chrome line barrel. Mm-hmm. And I told him like, if I were to build an AR like the one you want to build, this is what I would build, and that would okay. be, um, you know, the handrails that they make now are like slimmer, lighter, more right. modular. Um, the eighteen inch barrel, really anything past eighteen inches, you don't really gain anything ballistically. It's kind of shown. So like a twenty inch barrel is kind of like. Okay, that's the. What do you have on this? This is a twenty. You have twenty inch, yeah. Uh, twenty inch barrel is good, you know, because that's kind of like that's what they were back in like the Vietnam days. They were like a twenty inch barrel. Um, at, at anything after eighteen twenty inches, you don't gain any velocity, so eighteen inches is fine. Um, he said he bought a Viper scope, uh, a Vortex scope. I think he's a Viper, but I'm not sure exactly. And then he got you know just a normal lower parts kit. I think he's going to be getting one of the, the single stage triggers. Um, he's piecing it together, but the big thing was the, the assembled upper, which I told him, look, if I were to build something that could kind of be used for, let's just say more precision work, I'm not going to say super accurate because again, it is a chrome line barrel. It's not like a match grade barrel, but trust me, it'll be fine. <laughs> like people like quibbling. I saw a video the other day and it was, um, a video by this guy on the firearm blog and they did, I don't know if it's an older video or not, but they did a comparison between like a $1,500 gun with like a, a $1,300 scope on it versus like a $450 DPMS. And realistically, they did the same fucking thing. Like they were yeah. shooting at a... Were at they a, shooting ra- at range? Yeah, they were shooting at 100... No, they were just shooting at 100 yards. And like, I think the biggest group was like three inches. And each gun, it was kind of like the guy said at the end of the video, it was a tie because like some ammo, they, they were using all different kinds of ammo. Wolf, PMC, mm. like Brazilian ammo. Right. 
And it kind of averaged out amongst the two. So I'm like, intrinsically, like anything nowadays with an AR, anything between like one and two MOA is, is fucking perfectly fine. Unless yeah. you want to be that match shooter that really needs to get down to, you know, an inch group at 300 yards. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not my practical no. sense. And I mean, know, some people love going to the range and just laying yeah. down like the tightest groups, and I that's think, fun to them. And, and I'm okay with that. I like, think the best we group- have, we, we, uh, call him a mutual acquaintance. Um, he has a, a, a Ruger 1022 with uh, a scope that might be longer than uh, than yours here, and he was uh, he was shooting quarters. Did you like see him yards. shoot quarters? Yeah. Oh, you saw him do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes I don't like you know. No, no. I I, I witnessed this. Right. He he was shooting quarters. It's pretty. It's pretty accurate. I mean, right. for a twenty-two, it's pretty yeah. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, know I think the best group that I ever got with this was like an inch and a quarter mm-hmm. and like a hundred yards. But listen, I'm not the best shooter. I'm not professionally trained. So that was just me just going there yeah. and just doing my thing with this. Yeah. I mean, it so did, he did like the we, gun out shoots better than me. Yeah. I think. We we went to the range and and he like spent the entire time like sighting it in. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I'm not even going to go there with that dude. Is, but you know, I come from the world of shooting old ass yeah, guns, yeah. like where four MOA was acceptable. You know what I mean? Yeah, so to yeah. me, it's like, oh shit, one inch. Pff, that's you know, pick an inch square yeah, on, on your body. Yeah, and you're you're fucking. Well, when fine. you're talking about like combat shooting and stuff like that, like you you've right. seen like for example like. Not you guys have never seen me shoot at the range, but when I shoot at the range and I set up a target, I'm not like I like I'll just set up a piece of paper, right? And I'm not necessarily trying to hit within the silhouette, right. but I know the paper itself is the is shoulder, you know, about shoulder width, average right. shoulder width of a person. So right. if I'm hitting within the paper, I know, and I'm I'm not talking about like obviously like if I stand there and shoot accurately, mm-hmm. slowly, right. it's going to be a lot better. But doing like draw fire. You know, under pressure, it's just now, it's just different. I know? would love, 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 love to take a class like a like a long range rifle class. Mm. Um, I know they're a bit pricey, and it's usually like a weekend thing, and yeah. it's it's kind of a thing. But also with this gun, that inch and a what did I say, inch and a half, inch and a quarter or something, I was shooting at with just regular Federal fifty five grain two two three. Um, that's not match ammo. That's not seventy five grain boat tail hollow points. Right. You know, that's that's not premium ammo. That was I, I built this gun so I could shoot accurately with just off the shelf Walmart ammo. You know, I'm not putting steel through R. it. RIP. Walmart don't sell. Well, yeah, RIP pulling out for the homie. Rip. <laughs> but you know, that was the original intent with this gun. Obviously, some people say, Oh, you're putting cheap ammo through a match grade barrel. Well Who cares? listen, am I gonna have thousands of rounds of match grade ammo on hand? No. Yeah. If I can shoot match grade ammo with this and tighten up a group, even better. That'd be fucking great. But the ammo that I have, people are so fucking like pretentious about I know. things, dude. Like, who gives a fuck, dude? If I'm not at a match shooting, <laughs> if I'm not like a Camp Perry, God Ohio, damn. you know, I just don't understand place. like someone to come up to you and be like, "Oh, why are you shooting that ammo through your gun?" Like, dude, go back to where you came from. Right. Like, go back the three benches down and and like shut like shut it's up. It's the ammo like, that's most. Most affordable, right, right. most plentiful. Well, not nowadays, but well. you know, it's it's fifty five grain. Mm-hmm, it's a standard. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the military was using right. before they adopted the the sixty two grain um, SS one hundred and nine. Mm-hmm. It's the most commonly available ammo, and that's what I wanted to zero my gun for. Yeah, just like with my commie guns, you know, the SKSs and stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to put match grade ammo through them. It's right, going to be right, the, right. the the common steel case Tula. Right, and so. You know, yeah, maybe I'm not doing a, a, maybe I'm not getting the most out of this barrel by not mm. shooting premium match grade ammo. But listen, I can't afford premium match grade ammo. I, I just I can, but it's your fucking gun. You shoot it right. the way you want. Right. I don't like, I, like this was I, meant people to be, always have some shit and at to the say. Time when yeah. I built this at the time, if right. I were to remember the components, I think that I said the barrel was 250 bucks. The scope I got actually brand like new used off somebody for like 150 bucks. The lower was less than $100. The upper was like 60 bucks. The A2 stock was like 60 bucks. That's super cheap. Um, you look yeah. at like prices for shit the now. The handrail like... was like 185 or something right. like that. I think all in hmm. all, I the most expensive part I think that I paid for was during the pan, the, during the 2012 panic buying was I think the bolt carrier. I think I paid like 250 bucks for a bolt carrier hmm. because they weren't available. Yeah. But um other than that, man, I mean this is a sub $1000 gun, I'm pretty right. sure. 
And nowadays, some places are selling Smith, Smith and Wesson MVP Sports for fifteen hundred. Mm. So, and that's just a regular run of the mill, not match grade, you know. Yeah. But listen, I'm not tooting my own horn on this. This was years ago that I built this, so obviously prices are different. Was this your first build? Um, no, this was my second AR-15 mm. I built. The first AR-15 I built was, like I said, was that Model One sales gun. That was just I got the upper and uh, actually you got the computer in front of you. Just do me a favor, see if m- see if Model One sales is still. A, still a company. I'm curious. I'm very curious. <laughs> See if they're still around. Uh, some of you may know that, like I said, back in the day, it was like Rock River Arms, DPMS, Model One Sales. Um, they were like, yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah. Oh. I mean, their website's still here. Oh, shit. They still sell like parts kits and stuff? Complete. Uh, AR-15 complete bolt carrier assembly in stock oh. now. Oh, that's cool. Lower parts set. <laughs> yeah. But... Wow, I'm I'm surprised to see they're still in business. Yeah, some people used to give them shit, but like, you know, why? Because they that was like the back then that was like the lower end of like AR-15 stuff. Like if it wasn't like Rock River or if it wasn't Colt, it wasn't you know shit basically. Or you know you had some boutique manufacturers doing stuff, but like I said back then, man, even eight years ago, the AR market was was vastly different than it is now. Very different. Um you didn't have a lot of the options that you have today, which, you know, a lot of times you bought a gun back then and then customize it. You know, you didn't really build it up like you did now, like you could now. Um, so that, you know, that's, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm glad to see they're still around. Um, yeah, my I'm model one sales just gun. Just poking around. Yeah. My model one sales gun that I have is very good. I, I really like it. It's actually cool. It was a compliant, um, uh, it was a compliant. How do I put this? This looks like you could buy a 20 inch standard rifle kit. For less than five hundred dollars yeah. on here. Okay. Well, they're still then twenty inch affordably barrel. priced. Yeah. It's in stock. It says I can buy now. Oh, shit. Let me click it. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that's oh, pretty cool. Here we go. Check out. <laughs> <laughs> John buys a gun parts kit live on the New York Gun Guys podcast. Well, Matt, I'll have to I'll have to look it over with you to see if there's something that you like on there. No, I'm just, I mean I was just poking around. I mean it's like your average AR right. with it, like the shitty tapered like hand. Uh, oh, like an A two style. Yeah. I love those. Yeah, I, I, I love I love yeah, retro okay. shit, man. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Speaking of the AR market, the Standard. retro the retro guns are coming back. Brownells has a line of retro guns mm-hmm. that they clone M sixteen A ones. They clone prototype guns. They clone the XM one seven seven. So what's old is new again in the world of AR fifteen. Retro AR fifteens are now a very popular thing. Which you know, eight years ago it was oh I don't want that junk. Give me a quad rail. Yeah, give me a light, a laser, I, a I vertical wonder, grip. I wonder if like. They still have shit in stock just because, like, no one knows about them. Maybe. <laughs> I, because I, I typed in model one and, like, in Google and, like, it nothing, didn't, it, yeah. nothing came up for this. Yeah. They were, oh, like, shit. I might have just they, given away the secret. Sometimes, you know, back then they had kind of like this reputation <laughs> yeah. of, like, uh, bad customer service, like, whatever. I don't know. They, I didn't have They a put a copyright them. in here for their, they recopy writ their website 2020 so they're oh. still they're still kicking if anybody has any like experience <laughs> with them let us know well my experience I, was like eight years actually yeah, no, yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah. a long it was a long time well, ago, we may man. have to do an experiment <laughs> I, mean, I mean maybe i'll get my parts from here maybe i know if i remember correctly the website like the, the there was a base price and then there was like add-on options and then it kind of adds up from there well there's all the standard shit yeah and it's already there and it's 485 dollars it's the the 16 inch AR 15 lightweight CAR kit in 556. And then there's a bet, there's a, a tier up, which is all the same shit. But then there's a one to nine inch twist chrome line. Yeah. Um, and that's 520. But that's not bad. And then you can choose like additional shit and it adds money. But like the the 520 is, I guess, just all their standard options. Right. The standard stuff. But I mean, five look, 520 is not a bad price. No, in today's market. So, and that's, that's all cool. that's all the parts you need. Yeah. It's Let's, fucking done for you. You just put it together. We'll have to look over that. Yeah. We'll, we'll look over that together. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, listen, I love uh, the AR-15. I love older AR-15s. Like I said, the retro guns are so fucking cool. They're making a comeback. I mean, you look up. I, I see things online like old parts kits, like old guns. Um, actually, recently, I think it was this year, the Mosin Crate, a company that it, that does like surplus firearms, they imported um, police used guns from Puerto Rico. The uh, Puerto Rico had like old school six hundred ones, which is an old AR fifteen, 
And, uh, you know, they demailed the receiver, but they brought the parts kits in. I mean, those were going for like a thousand something dollars, two thousand dollars just for the old old school parts kits because people want those original historical parts. Because, I mean, like I said, the Air 15 was designed in the 50s. You know, it's a it's a historical gun. I mean, it was alongside the a, the FAL. It, yeah. You know, not too long after the AK was invented. So, I mean, it, it's a very historical firearm. And I laugh when people say, oh, it's it's. It's uh you know it's a modern assault rifle. I'm like, well, it's been around since the 50s. So and my gun is an assault rifle. Mine's a semi-automatic and hasn't assaulted anybody. So <laughs> you know, yeah, take it yeah. as you will. So so stupid. Right. Man. And I mean, I've shot. I don't know if you shot an M16, like an actual full auto no. M16. I've shot M16. I have shot nothing full auto ever. We should have went. What? Well, you should have came with me. To the machine gun shoot. I couldn't. I had work. Listen. You can't tell me like Listen. three days before I'm going to machine gun shoot, take off of work. Dude, it don't work like that. Uh, well, I mean, and it's like in the middle. One of the things that you don't understand about like my work and like my hours and shit is that like when you take off in the middle of the week, it fucking sucks. And it fucks up the whole rest of your week because like I work midnights. So like, like let's say we... we because my schedule rotates, it's, we call it day one, day two, day three. If you take off, like, day three, and then, like, you go to a machine gun shoot, you don't fucking sleep. Like, day four, you're fucking sitting in a patrol car fucking nodding <laughs> off, dude. Like, and, like, and I don't work, I don't work in a good, a good spot. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. you know? So, oh, it's man. like, well, it has to I, be, like, day one or day five. If I go to another you know? one, then you're, you're definitely going to come. We should have went, we should have went during the bachelor party. But Dude, I know you were saying it was very expensive. So expensive. I know. I, I, I'm glad we didn't because oh it would have been such a waste God. of money to, to have to, like, rent the actual gun and then buy yeah, the ammo. And literally, it was that, $85 yeah. to just hold the gun. And then yeah, it no, was $35 no, no. for a 30 Yeah, round. no, that's fucked up. And I'd like, rather, like, the, the, the DNA guns thing yeah. that, that you did, I think, next time. Yeah. Do they have another one coming up? Um, I think next year. Let me, let me just see. I can tell you right year. now. What, DNA... Would it be on there? Well, it, it's either at the Shooter's Gauntlet, because they went to the one in the Shooter's Gauntlet, or it might be on their Facebook page. I mean, you could look, but um, I would look up, like, 2021 Machine Gun Shoot the Shooter's Gauntlet, because that's the one it's that gotta I It's got to be, like, under their events page. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh, no. They have September 14th. Okay. That was this year. Yeah. Um, or, I'm sorry. That was, uh, well, I guess that was 2019. You didn't You didn't do one in 2020? Yeah. Oh, we did. No, we went to this one. They that went was a different to... one. Well, that company went to an actual event at this place called the Shooter's Gauntlet in Monroe, Pennsylvania. Let me look that up. Um, but yeah, honestly, like an M16 is really cool to shoot. Uh, very smooth, very mild recoil, very controllable. Um, June, the next machine gun shoot is June 5th and 6th. 2021. All right. Well, John, let me I see, know. Well, let me look. I can look. At oh, you schedule. can look at his calendar. Well, I was about to say the New York gun guys might do a live broadcast from. How are we going to do a live broadcast? I mean, listen, we're we just go on. We go on Instagram and we do a, a live. And then we get Insta banned because we're fucking displaying <laughs> promoting firearms. firearms. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. We'll figure it out somehow. Fucking or maybe ridiculous. we'll do some audio recording while we're there. And just, you know, it'll just be like hellish gunfire. Dude, it was the <laughs> loudest fucking thing I've ever heard. I'm off those I two days. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm off. Yeah. So, like, I get home on f- Friday the 4th, yeah. like, in the morning. Yeah. And then have, like, well, all day Saturday Mark off. your calendar, and that's what we're doing. <laughs> and we're going to get Well, it's you... official now, because yes, we definitely we, have to we've go. We've set it on, on, yeah, on the air. It's forever. You will pull this up and be like, no, you said we're going. Yeah, you said. You fucking said it. We were waiting <laughs> this whole time. No, Listen, dude, you've gone to, like, a couple of them now, and I've missed out on both, so. It's a lot of fun. I'm sure you'll, it is. You'll have a good time. I'm sure but I yeah, will. Um, I've also shot, like I said, other guns chambered in two two three. I shot yeah. the G36, the HK G36. That was a cool gun. Uh, very smooth, man. But yeah, the two two three lends itself very well for full auto fire. And that's why from in the beginning when I said, oh, a group of five to seven men armed with AR-15s have the same firepower as 11 men with M14s. I mean, it's a very smooth gun. It's very accurate. You can carry more ammo. And it just lends itself to be a very modular gun. I mean, I really don't know what much else I could say without going into, okay, how do we build an AR-15, which is plenty of stuff on, on YouTube and right. forums. And, um, but like I said, the biggest thing is if you want to build an AR-15, have a goal in mind of what you want to do with it. 
you know, it's easier to start from the ground up with an objective than just to take a gun and then convert it into something else. Mm. Um, you know, shop around. Now's not the best time to be buying gun parts, but there's still some deals to be found. I mean, model um, model one, model one, model sales. one sales seems to have them very affordable. Oh I haven't been on that website since like 2012. It looks like a 2012 website. <laughs> it still looks like shitty HTML. Like, you know, it looks like fucking MySpace. Oh my god! I no think way. I think this has a top three friends, top, <laughs> top five right top here. Eight. Yeah, are they in your top eight? <laughs> yeah. You know, bro. Like oh your girl god. had to be top one, oh and then god. like your best friend got booted to fucking. <laughs> If you didn't any, give me a ride if to the, whoever is listening. This has got to be old enough to know. You didn't give me a ride to Spencer's, so you're down to four. <laughs> yeah. Or you'd like work at a deal. Be like, listen, listen. I'll I'll get you in the top eight. Yeah. If you know you hook me up, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like what the fuck? If you take me to Fye and get me tickets. <laughs> back in that day, the Ticketmaster Spencer's. What's the oh hot topic? Yeah, hot topic. <laughs> hot topic's still around, man. So is Spencer's. Yeah, it's amazing that they're still oh around, man. God. They're like so like nineties and like early two thousands. It's fucking great. I gotta take my girl to Claire's to get her some earrings. <laughs> Claire's, you know, <laughs> Ashley buys fucking we're used to because they have um. His like wife. she, she doesn't have like you know crazy. She has like a lot of piercings on her, yeah. so like she's got like she, I don't even know. They're like the only fake ones that like she's not like allergic to because she's got like a thing where it's oh, some of the metals. metals. Yeah, yeah my wife's so got like that they too. just happen to be there. Yeah. So it's funny. She'd be like, "Oh, we have to go to Claire's. I have to get a couple more of my earrings." Like, <laughs> but so yeah, I mean, listen, if they're still in business, God bless them, man. They they I'm telling you, man. The, the gun is the eye. have still works great. So. They um, have a catalog. Yeah. <laughs> PDF catalog. I would call and be like, hey, you guys still around? Dude, they fucking did their shit in um, 2020. Like I said, 2020. Yeah. I mean, they got to be around. Someone is active, had to actively write that. The shit just don't. <laughs> this website, I'm telling you, this shit just doesn't do it itself. I mean, call them right now. <laughs> call them on here. Yeah, why no. not? Are you still around? No. But yeah, have a goal in mind. Find, figure out what you want to do with it and then mm-hmm. go from there. Um, yeah. If if you can buy a complete upper that totally fits your purpose, great. Saves you the time and labor, oh, but you're going to pay def- a little bit more for it. I'm just what? looking at this website. I clicked like they have like a photo gallery. How and, like you click, shit? Oh, my God. Dude, you fucking. <laughs> All right. So you click the button for photo gallery and then it's just like a blank page and it says click here for photo gallery again it's just like a link you click it it opens up a new shitty page and like the photo gallery itself is like fucking four inches by four inches <laughs> it's real bad listen if they just sell gun parts what do they need to have a good website for they don't exactly but let me see they have they oh, they have 22 images total oh wow probably the original 22 images oh, they <laughs> is it in black and white they, some of them are. Are but they no. so, Oh, really? Some you? of the some of them are. The um, like they have some older pictures, but oh, dude, they're like the shittiest quality pictures. You could tell they were like taken. Were they taken like, on a Motorola razor? <laughs> <laughs> like some of these people are dressed in like fucking early two thousands attire. Oh, they're bet. old fucking pictures, dude. Like I said, man, certain I things with the AR has come a long way. Have they come a long way since yeah. then? Um, and I'm really just glad about that, man. It gives a lot of people more options. I mean, red dots alone, dude, have come mm. so far. Now they're putting red dots on on pistols, reliable red dots, waterproof red dots on pistols, and some people are carrying them with with you know red dots. And there's some police agencies that yeah, have that. It's great. I mean, in some departments, you actually like you could. In in my department, they give you an option, and that's like pretty much the they give you like three options for for a firearm: right. the 17, the 19, and a sig. You can't have any anything else on right. it yet. We'll see if that changes in the future. If you're like in ESU, I think you could have like a flashlight, and yeah. they have like the the fucking the holster that goes down the leg. It's probably super comfortable. Of course, we're not allowed to have that shit because we look too military. But um, <clears throat> what's it called? Um, there's some departments I that I like have read about where you could have any gun you want. As long as you bring it to them, you can qualify with it, then you can carry it. And people have fucking flashlight attachments, fucking the red dots, and they're they're cool, man. Yeah. I could see where that would be really helpful in, yeah. like, a life and death, like, situation just right. to be able to not have, you know what I mean? Like, I think the next AR I want to build is going to have a red dot on it. I have oh, yeah. iron-sided guns, and this is the only gun I have with an optic on it. You had a red dot. 
That was that it was, was like a shitty yeah, as no, fuck red was, dot and it like barely worked. Yeah. But you did have one. Well that was old. I actually yeah. yeah, I got rid of that years ago. But again, that was the technology of yeah. eight years ago, you know? It was just one of those things where it's just like now the technology has become so far to where you could have a, a good affordable red dot. I mean you could go as expensive as you want, but listen, I don't have all the money. I would love world. an AR like build like a shorter barreled AR. Yeah. Like a run and gun and like do those fucking cool like, like courses. A gun course. Yeah. My um my partner was 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 saying to me the other day like she was like oh I uh she was like it would be cool if we went and did a uh, like one of those courses yeah you know because like we could very well be in that fucking situation one day oh yeah but she was like it would be cool to like go and like do one like after the pandemic and shit is over I would do it hundred yeah, percent usually I think you got to go like upstate or PA to do that though yeah well. For like law enforcement, they have classes for law enforcement with shit like that, huh. where it's like just for law enforcement. It's very expensive, but that you know that's the crazy thing about about like my department is like you get like very minimal basic training, and then they're like you should definitely train more, but like you're responsible to get there, <laughs> the paying, right. and but by the way, it's very expensive, and you don't make any money. Like <laughs> yeah, so it's like, they just that's set one you thing, up for failure. That's kind of like. I, I kind of got into firearms kind of like self-taught. Like I said, I just mm. read a lot on the internet. I went out to the range, kind of learned what worked for me, what didn't work. And I'm listen, I'm not claiming to be any sort of pro or anything. I like shooting old janky guns, and a lot of times you don't hit shit with them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, with a gun, with any gun, you know, if you just have good trigger discipline, you try and get them sighted in, and, you know, you could get really good results, reasonable results. It's crazy that people fought wars with fucking... Oh with some of the guns you I know? think about that and, like, shit one <laughs> I, I and won these I, wars I really think about that like with it's Moses amazing, man. and like with K98s and yeah. stuff I'm like Jesus and then I have an AR and I'm like holy <laughs> shit you imagine you fucking drop like a few ARs on the battlefield <laughs> and just watch as like people start dropping well <laughs> you know it's funny Ian from Forgotten Weapons oftentimes they say if you could go back in time with any gun from era, any era what would it be and he's like he always picks like an AR-15 like it's you know and that's a guy that shot a lot of different guns, weird, janky ones, People, military like, they guns. Would, like if you just like side by side, but that yeah. and something else, like they would probably just look at it like, "What the what the fuck, fuck is, is that?" Yes. And then when you like showed them it, they would probably fucking they would the other side would probably just give I'd up. I'd love to go back in time and give George Washington an M sixteen and be like, <laughs> "Listen, you guys wrote the Second Amendment." Uh, just make sure you like. You might want to rewrite it and just mm. be like, "Shall not be infringed." No, really, don't fuck with it. Yeah, you know? especially the air <laughs> covers covers everything. Right. But yeah, New York AR-15 is a great option. My recommendation would be again, this is personal choice. You know, do with it as you will, but have the have the detachable mag. I mean, if you want to just like look cool, you know. you know how some of these like some of these laws. I just thought of the. I just thought about this. Like, you know how some of these laws, like, specifically named the AR-15? Yeah. yeah. What's stopping, like, a company just from changing the name? Well, that's what they did in the 90s. Um, That's why things are like this CAR-15 or this one here on the... Oops, sorry. On this receiver, it says U.S. Rifle M15SA. Right. So, semi-automatic. You know, Model 15SA. So, that's what they did. So, like, technically, that if they did, like, a by-name band... Well, then they got smart, and then they said, okay, any copies, derivatives... Or, derivatives or yeah so that fucking how broad is that well that's the whole thing because they said they would name like certain right guns right right yeah. like in new york they said the sega 12 you can't have it right but you know and then they defined a sega 12 you know any semi yeah, right, shotgun right. yada yada but that's what they did in the 90s they said okay this list of guns isn't allowed but then companies were like all right we're just gonna make a gun called this yeah right and then it was fine right. you know it didn't it, at the time in the 90s you could have a pistol grip it was basically like pre-safe act new york you could have a, a pistol grip. You couldn't have a threaded barrel. You couldn't have a bayonet lug. You could use pre-band mags, which, I mean, oh I miss pre-band God. mags. I miss them. But, fucking whole thing. Oh, I, I just know. miss old New York. It's never going to go back. No. That's the sad part. Like, And, and like we talk about it all the time, man. Once once you lose your rights, you never get them back. Right. And no matter, nope, you can't challenge a safe act. Yep. It's, it's there. But you know what? Honestly, you have a gun like this. It's compliant, and it does the purpose and you know what are they going to do are they going to ban semi-automatics they could try you know are they going to say all ar style rifles are banned it's like okay well then what if 
you know, you change something, is it an AR style rifle or, you know, if, for example, if you, instead of having a direct gas impingement gun, mm-hmm. if you have a piston system, is that an AR? Because originally the AR had a gas tube, you know, now they make AR 15 style rifles with piston driven systems in them. Yeah. Well, they made them for a while, but now I think Brownell's got the, the Brownell's, um, it's like an AR 180 style upper that you could slap on a normal lower. Um, oh, one cool thing about you could do with an AR-15 lower, John, is some companies make a single-shot 50 BMG upper that you could slap onto a normal AR-15 lower. So you could have a bolt-action 50 BMG upper slapped onto an uh, AR-15 lower. So there's some more food for thought there. But um, I really want a semi-auto uh, a gun that shoots a 760x54R because I just have yeah. so much of it, and I love shooting that that, that those round. are very limited um, yeah. without going too expensive. The the top would be the Dragonoff, but those things are like $10,000, $8,000 nowadays. Right. They have the uh, Romanian um, PSL, which is a semi-automatic. Those now are going for like two grand, $1,500. Oh. Um, they had the Molot Vepper, which is in 54 rimmed. Those nowadays are probably going for over $1,000, but they're all on the used market. So you would just have to hunt around and find one. But oh, like the PSL? Yeah, the Romanian PSL. You showed me this last time. I would love one. Dude. Yeah. It looks mean. Yeah, it's just basically an overgrown AK. Yeah, yeah. It's not a Dragonoff. The Dragonoff is a completely different system than right. the AK. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much your options, man, for semi-automatics. And... So they have to make like an AR. Or an SVT-40. You can get an SVT-40, Soviet yeah. SVT-40, which is a World War II gun. Which actually you can get in New York. It's legal, but you would have to register it as mm. a, a cure and relic assault weapon. You could buy it and then DS? register it. SVT-40. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, it, it looks like a fucking. It takes a ten it looks round. Like an SKS. It's yeah. It's the guy Simonoff developed. Yeah, yeah or Tokarev. That's actually Tokarev himself. Yeah, yeah. Tokarev. Tokarev designed the S, uh, SVT. Simonoff does, uh, designed the SKS. They look very similar. They do. They function. They're, I mean, there's some clear differences, but they yeah. look very similar. Yeah, they function a little differently. Um, yeah. it's a ten round detachable magazine. Shoots seven sixty by fifty four rim. They're actually kind of pricey nowadays, man. They're like over a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. Um, I just, so bad well like, then buy it then what the fuck are you waiting for what? that's a lot of money man it is but if you want it if you build it it will come yeah. <laughs> but anyway I think we pretty much covered the AR yeah. um, like I said if you're going to build one have a purpose in mind select the best parts you can afford if you want to buy one go with a like a reputable name like Smith & Wesson um, I know IMI is making one now BCM they're kind of like a boutique higher end yeah. Daniel Defense do your research um, don't overpay yeah don't overpay shop around man especially New York man they bend you over on yeah. prices for these things yeah uh, like I said certain shops uh, that I saw one in particular was selling a compliant Smith & Wesson M&P Sport 2 for $1,500 and I'm like <sighs> Before the pandemic, by the way, somebody I know, before the, this gun buying pandemic, bought a New York compliant Smith & Wesson MVP Sport 2 for out the door $800. And that mm. included like a case and like some accessories right. from a local shop here on Long Island. Um, so again, pandemic pricing versus real pricing, honestly, like $800. Look, at the end of the day, the prices are going to come back down. They might not be what they once were, but no. they're going to come down. No. Yeah. So don't give these people the fucking the authority to hump you. We'll just say, oh well, this is the what the market right. is now. Right. This is what people are paying. Right. I had ten people that bought these and paid this, right. so I could justify it. Right. You know, you have ten people that bought them either because they didn't know any better, or they were just so impulsive and desperate that they felt the need to have this. Mm-hmm. When in reality, maybe they should have had it beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not trying I'm, to be shady. I'm not trying to throw yeah. shade in. I'm not going to fault anybody for wanting to buy a gun or right. buying a gun, but like it just sucks that now is the time and it just. Every additional person makes it worse. Right. Every additional um, person justifies the, the high prices right. that yeah. not even shops, but even people are selling used guns for and shit, man. And then it even creeps into the Millsurp world now. Ammo. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't find 8mm Mauser ammo anywhere. Mm. I should have bought more of that shitty Ethiopian stuff when I had the chance. Oh, you fucked up. Well, I bought 600 rounds of it. You should have bought 1,200 rounds of it. I should have, but... <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, we're talking about the AR-15. Yeah, uh, man. Taylor, thanks for bringing uh, your AR. Of course. It was a lot of fun. Check yeah. us out on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, everywhere you can find a podcast. Like, follow, subscribe, share. Taylor, yeah, you have man. anything else to say? No. Just want to say thanks, everyone, for sh- uh, tuning in. Uh, yeah. Again, congratulations to John on his wedding. Thank uh, you. Like I said, we took Thank last you. week off. 
Yeah. And um, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming twice a week. Yep, until Taylor has another kid. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say, or until I can have another wedding. Yeah. But no. Until <laughs> either of us have another wedding or a child. <laughs> I think I'm probably next on the child list. Dude, I'm surprised. Yeah. What are you surprised at? We've been married for like a week. No, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not one already. Oh, no. Way. We didn't get hastily married because she's because I knocked her up. <laughs> you fuck. But that dress was a little tight. Years. No. <laughs> um, no, but uh, like a lot, like, a lot of guys at work are, are having kids right now, and yeah. like they were all talking, they're like, "You're next." Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, oh shit, you're next. Yeah, you you next. Well, we we discussed like waiting a year. Yeah, that's a but good time. she had floated the idea of not waiting a year. So we waited, I think. Three years, two years. We got married in 2017. Well, we had our every time I'd see you, I'd be like, "When? You when's know, a baby? What the fuck? Why? Why there no baby? No. <laughs> that's that's our aunt Shirley. Oh yeah, Andrew's aunt. <laughs> Where, where's my baby? <laughs> Her baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Remember, be safe, and most importantly, don't be a turkey. Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode of the New York Gun Guys podcast. If you guys enjoyed the show, check out our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. Uh, we have new episodes every Monday and Friday, so check us out. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at NYGunGuys. Check us out. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Share it. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much for tuning in, and as always, stay safe.